Acts. We're in, uh, we're in Colossians tonight. We're talking about, been ministering on for three weeks, about doors of utterance. Doors of utterance. Hallelujah. Doors of utterance. You go, well, I don't even know what that is. Well, you know, it's one of those things that, that you need so bad, and, and, and uh, we don't even know sometimes. We think, well, you know, just need reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, there might be more out there. Colossians chapter 4, praying out doors of utterance. How many of y'all know that there's more to the kingdom than what we've known? <laughs> that sometimes we thought we've been through the milk and now we're on the meat, and then we wake up one day and the Lord said, y'all are, you know, talks to you and says, Dear little one, you are still on milk, and you think you've been chewing something. You know, you just think you're so advanced, and you're just so mature and grown up, and then all of a sudden the Lord tells you, I've got some important things to say to you, but you're not able. Y'all remember when Paul said that? I, I want to tell y'all some things, but you're not able to bear it. Well, I want to be able to bear it. I want to expand and enlarge my capacity so the Lord can talk to me. I want him to, you know, he can't take, he may not take me up to the third heaven like he did Paul, but just to get into the word and see the word, and it'd be like going to the third heaven. It'd be like revelation to, you know, he had to go get it for us, go get the original word, but now we've got it. But I'm telling you, there's so much built into this that it could fill you and feed you. If you worked in it every minute of every day for the rest of your days, you'd never get to the end of this. And the truth being told, we're going to be in heaven a long, long time, and we will never exhaust this. Y'all know we're up there going to be in the Word. That's, we're going to be in the Word in heaven, so, you know, we might as well get an appetite for it down here. Hallelujah. So in Colossians, talking about doors of utterance, verse, chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same, the same being prayer, watch in prayer with thanksgiving. So that tells you right there how we ought to be praying, doesn't it? We ought to be praying with an expectation that has thanksgiving to it. Lord, I thank you that as I go to prayer this day, Lord, I thank you good's coming my way. There's good in my path, and I'm going to see what I hadn't seen and hear what I hadn't heard, so I'll know what I haven't known, so I can do what I haven't done. I mean, it's just simple. It's just, it's just wonderful. With all, praying also for us. He said, while you're praying, Pray for us. What would you like us to pray, Paul? That God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which also I'm in bonds, verse 4, that I may make it, the gospel, manifest. Manifest. The gospel needs to be manifest. Paul said it's going to take a door of utterance. It's going to take prayer for a door to make the gospel manifest. That, uh, as I, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So there's a way that we ought to speak. So you can see here it's not just, well, you know, go find somebody and do the best you can. You, you can do that if you don't know and don't have. But there's more. Y'all, we, we can be programmed as tight as you want or you're willing to let God use you. You want more results? You want to have a greater outcome? You want things that you see in the, in the Word, the promises that you see in here that are awesome, amazing, and seemingly impossible? You want to have them? Well, then we're going to have to define our life to get the input right, to get the output right. 
It's not enough of just saying, well, I'm born again and I go to church and give when I can. Where's, where's the meat? You know, where's the promises? Well, there's some things here that, about praying accurately, and there's also, like faith is, another step. You know, people just want to shout to the mountain, be removed, and, you know, bring on the good stuff. But there's, there's things, there's a, there's a kingdom, there's a spirit life, a spirit realm, and we can live in that, but we are hindered by our experiences, any fears from those experiences, any memories that are negative, any, any, anything where somebody messed with us, somebody hurt us, somebody done us wrong. <laughs> Y'all know those people? But, you know, and we're trying, to, we're trying to adjust that the Lord who has never done us wrong and never failed and, and, and believe him and act on what he said. So Paul said, if you're going to pray for me, don't pray that I'll have a happy trip and don't pray that, you know, the mules won't get uh, sick or, you know, uh, that the, he said, pray for me. The, me. the thing I need to make it happen is a door of utterance. Now that tells you right there that God is able to open doors before and during and after you have an encounter with the power of God that's in you for others. God is able. As a matter of fact, it does very little good to share the gospel in a closet. You can get better at it all my life in West Texas. I would run out on Sunday morning at an early, early hour, and I would preach the early service. And it was just me out there. You understand the early service. It was just me. And I'd wind up, and you know, and I'd be, you know, tighter than a banjo string and, and get it done. And, you know, and you'd get to practice, and you'd, you'd preach things, and you'd go, you know, that's junk. That's mess. That's, you know, and you'd, you'd evict that. And then God would say something to you, and you'd put that in. And by the time we got to the mid-morning service, well, you know, I was right. You know, so, so we need... But that helped me with a door of utterance. That helped me to, to, to not make mistakes. But I had to go out early. I had to, you know, had to get everything focused because the week is, for me would be just like it would be for anybody. It'd be cluttered. But, you, you know, but we had a mission. We had a point to make for 90 minutes in church, and people had come for a reason. And, and they were expecting that to be fulfilled. So you can't hey diddle diddle on Sunday morning when people come. So, you know, we had, some, we had some powerful things happen. Well, that's still going on. That's still happening. And it ought to be happening in your life. You have a financial need. You have a marital thing going on. Well, hey, it's not just calling on God. It's not just getting your ears wet and your tears wet, you know, and, and, and slobbering around. You know, not against that. But sometimes it's just standing up straight in faith and saying, Lord, how do I get this thing going? And he won't just say, well, get in faith or get you a scripture. He'll start talking to you about being at the right place at the right time and having a door to speak. Get out of the closet so that, that you'll have an effect on the situation that's putting a challenge on you. Amen. So it's, there, it, there's details here. What I'm trying to tell you is that there's specifics. God's got more instructions. It, it, there's instructions in here to go, make, to, to go do other things. So he says you ought to pray for a door of utterance. Well, now, all my life, and I'm 57, I've never had anyone teach on that, a door of utterance, you know. Well, what is that? That's never been in the faith curriculum. That's never been in the, in the mountain-moving part. But here it is, and I'll tell you, uh, it, there's, it's in several places. So he talks about this door. A door is actually a portal, and a door is always to let something in or let something out. 
And, he, and in this case, it's to let the gospel out, and he talks about so that it'll be effective. You ever shared with someone and it wasn't effective? It could be the door was closed. It could be that there was a wall there and you weren't getting through. They were listening, sort of, but nothing was moving their heart. Nothing was changing. You ever been in faith and pounded on heaven and saying, you know, mountain move and nothing happened or it seemed like it, you didn't have a confidence? It could be that the door needs to be open. It could be that we're, we're a step ahead and we need to back up and get the step before, get the door open so that when you, know, you ever walk through a door that you thought was unlocked? Real embarrassing. You know, the first thing you do is look around and see who, who saw that. You know, you, you're in a heap there and your feelings are hurt beside your nose. I've done it, you know, where you turn the knob, you know what it takes, and then the knob hung. <laughs> and there you are. Well, sometimes in our faith, we don't get the door open before we try to go crashing through. We pray too early. We pray before it's time. There's not an unction to pray yet. You hadn't pre- There's things that you're going to pray that are wrong or early or, or all sorts of things. You've got to wait. You've got to pray for that door to open, and you'll know when the door's open. But a lot of times we get it in us, you know, we think of something, or God will tell This is He used to do this to me, tell me to do something, and I thought everything he told me, if I knew it, it was for now. Y'all ever been too early to something? <laughs> That he's trying to set you up and trying to say, you know, I'm putting that in you and I'll be back to tell you more the next day. And I'd already, you know, blabbed it out or acted on it. And it just messed everything up. The door wasn't open. So we have to have that. So he says uh, that God would open to us a door or an entrance of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. So he's talking about a venue. He's talking about having a forum. He's talking about having things set up. If you were going to minister to somebody or to a people, you, would, you wouldn't come in 20 minutes early and just start because you were in the room. You'd wait till everybody was seated. You'd wait till the mic was on, till the lights were on, till everybody was in, you know, you, you'd wait until the door was open. And we think, well, of course, that's, that's, that's crazy. But many times we're out there, you know, doing our deal and it's not ready. Because we, you know, like I heard from God, I got a word, I mean, you know, let's get on it. Well, you know, he's got to trust you with things to hold things until the door gets open. And that comes from experience and just waiting on it. The New Living says, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too. Now listen, here it is, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan. Say opportunity. Let's say it better. Opportunity. A door is an opportunity. You can do things before the opportunity is there, and it becomes rote. It becomes ritualistic. It becomes form. But if you wait until it's timing, it'll be the nature that's in you flowing out. It'll just flow. Have you ever ministered to someone, shared with someone, and when it's over, you go, I got a scald on that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That worked, you know. The words came. The conversation was right. They opened up and responded and asked just what you needed them to, what was going to be hard and maybe challenging, you know, get their feelings hurt. It just flowed. Well, that's when the doors open. But I've been on the other side where you blah, 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 and they got mad and, you know, shut it down. And you go, you know, the door wasn't open. God wouldn't have had me share that if the door was open. 
So we're talking about opportunity here, discerning opportunity. And Paul said, pray that I would have an opportunity. So obviously, prayer allows God to move things around so that when we get there, listen, when we get there, the door is open. I've got there and the door wasn't open. And what do you do? You either got to turn around or, or just sit there and wait for the door to open. Because I, sh- I had my part, but my part wasn't all there was to have. There was a part that God had to have to open the door, and I had to pray that out. That's what the word implies here, don't you think? That he said, pray for me that a door of utterance would be open, that I might speak accurately or on time the gospel, that it might be manifest. Uh, this door is critical. And so many times we don't get our prayers answered. And I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus got all his prayers answered. He never prayed and said, whoops. But it wasn't a matter of just knowing Scripture. It wasn't a matter of just, you know, having your doctrine uh, straight and saying, well, I know about healing and it's this, that, and the other. There's, There's more than that to know. There's waiting on God and praying things out until you have a sense of now. I've prayed for people. Uh, I had a man in my church, a, a well-to-do businessman, and, uh, and, you know, he just never could get into what we were doing. But his wife was like 15 years younger than him, and she wanted to be in this church, so it's like, okay, Don just like, okay, here he is. And uh, one time he got in the hospital. He had something pretty serious with him. Well, the man of faith and power showed up. Here I am. And I'm fixing to fix this thing. Brother, we're gonna, we need a miracle in this church. I'm fixing to make you my poster child for Jesus. And I went in there, and, you know, doors are, oh, you know, he's, he's 50-something years old, and I'm 30-something years old. And I'm just wild-eyed and foaming a little bit, you know, just can't wait to get a hold of this guy. You know, the sicker they are, the, the, you know, the greater the rise. So I went in there, and I parted the waters. I bound hell. It was, it was choked for weeks after that. And I opened heaven, and I was, you know, well, I didn't know that I wasn't in agreement with him. He wasn't against me or the gospel, but all he wanted to do was live. He just wanted to get out of this hospital with his life. That's all he was interested, and that's as far as his faith went. But I was raising him up. I was having him run marathons in Boston the next weekend and all sorts of stuff. I was on it, you know. Well, we weren't in agreement, and I didn't discern the door. And it didn't hurt anything because, like I said, Gloria, his wife, you know, she wasn't going to let him. But, you know, he, he, I didn't discern it. You have to discern the situation you're in to know what door's open. What door's open. And if it's not open, it's just you just can't go through it yet. You can wail on it and pound on it and call on it, but it'll just disappoint you because when nothing happens, and it won't, you'll think bad thoughts about the, Lord, the Word, the Lord, the, you know, people. It'll never, come out, it'll never come out better when you try to go through a door that's not open yet. But, you know, if we'll wait, we won't get discouraged. It's kind of like you just got one shot in your gun, and you just got to make sure that when you turn around and face the bear, you've got a bullseye. Because if you click it off and shoot the tree down, the bear's going to be on you. You know, it's kind of like that with our prayers. If we, would, if we would treat it like that, I got one shot, and I'm going to have to wait till I've got a clear path. Y'all got that? Amen. Well, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 16. Now, going to church is one way that we can get a door open. 
there is no doubt that the door is going to open in your life better and faster if we'll be in church. And I'm not talking about just being in a building where people are that has a cross up somewhere. We're talking about being in faith, being under an atmosphere, under a canopy of faith and in an atmosphere of believing. Listen, it doesn't matter if you're on anything or not. When people come in and you've advanced the atmosphere in this building, in in this forum, it'll get on them. It'll help them even if you're not engaging. You'll open the door for people. Listen, if you're in an old crusty, dusty situation and you know you have visitors come in, they need help, but everybody's helpless and hopeless in there. It, the doors don't open for miracles. You can see that, that, uh, that miracles doors would be open more if everybody's pulling on a miracle. I'm thinking about putting it on the visitor card, you know. Uh, 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 we're going to take off, or we already took off, you know, what is your church home? I don't even want them anymore to say that so-and-so is my church home. I don't want them confessing it because I have a better idea about their church home now. <laughs> so I'm not even, we don't ask them if they're divorced. That's none of our business or anyone else's. We just ask them if they're married or single. But I think I'm going to put a line down there because I've got a little room now that I've taken this church home business off and say, what, what is the miracle you're believing for or something like that? And get people to articulate that and just write it down. They might not, but they might just put in there, you know, I've got this and that. And I tell you what, we could just, just it puts an expectancy in, you know, like that we're bold enough to ask you because we think we can do it. We think we can somehow get in position to get that thing going. I told someone the other day, you know, um, they, they were asking what kind of, this is after friend day. They, they, uh, actually, there was a man that came into church Sunday that didn't know about friend day. How cool. He tripped in, just wanted to be a visitor, and we're, you know, the, the parade was on. The circus was coming to town, and he, and he just was wanting to buy a, a glass of water at the, at the drugstore, so to speak, you know. And uh, uh, where was I? Oh, and, and I, he was talking about, you know, what kind of church we were, and here's how it came out of me. A lot of churches believe in healing. They'll let you be healed and give God the glory, but hear it, word of life, we want to see you healed, and we want to be involved in it. We're not just passively saying, hey, God heals. Go for it. Whatever it takes, get it. We want to be out hollering, Jesus, our healer, and other things. Well, I didn't, you know, I'd never thought about that, but it opened the door. I believe it did. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Let's look in verse 9. Y'all getting anything out of this? Amen. Just sharpening up. You know, we, we can't do this in every service, but we can do it on Wednesday night. He said, Paul said uh, in verse 9, for a great door, verse 8, I'll tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me. So something's moved, and there are many adversaries. Listen, now we know, we have a little insight here of what the devil's after. You know, the devil knows what's the good stuff. He knows that tongues is just a powerful thing. So what is he railing against? And what is he ACLUing against? What is he, you know, making a big deal about? It's about tongues, praying in the Spirit. It's not about getting water baptized. You know, the devil's not making a deal about water baptism. So water baptism must not be on the high scale of spiritual power. Are y'all here? And so, and he's wailing on healing because you know if you ever get healed, when you get healed and you know it came from God, you just want to go tell somebody and you want to go help somebody get what you got. So he's, he's on the high road against that. So what else would the devil be against? 
something that would be powerful. And Paul said here, there are many adversaries against the great and effectual door that's been opened. He said, the devil smelled this one out, and he's after that open door. Because when there's an open door, you can go places you could never go. You can walk things out if you can get an open door. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. It doesn't matter what your situation is. When you've got a door open, boom, you're going to go to the other side. You're going to go into a room. You're going to go into a place that has more than where you are. And that's what we want. And all of us have experienced open doors. You know, uh, you may have been against the Holy Ghost, getting the Holy Ghost. But one day, one day, you know, you could probably your own story just tell about how it just fell in and it just, that person was here and I happened to be there and, and this, you know, and the door opened and bang, you're speaking in tongues. And you look back and go, how'd that happen? A door opened that had not been opened. And all of a sudden you saw what you hadn't saw so you could have what you hadn't had. And the door opened. So we got to pray. We got to pray, Lord, let's open the door. The word is true, but the door has to be open. Has to be open in people's souls. It has to be opened in, uh, in, their, in, their, in their families, in their lives. Amen. So he's talking here about there are many adversaries. But then, but what he's saying is a great door and effectual. Now let's describe that. Let's just say, what does a great door and effectual mean? It's a supernatural opportunity. Say it with me. Supernatural opportunity. Now, see, you and I, we don't need anything else. In the realm of faith, what you and I need, because, see, we already know the Word. We're already believing. I'm believing for miracles. How about you? I'm believing for promotion and increase. I'm believing for, for, for money and wealth and, and health and wholeness. What is the holdup? What is keeping me who believe from having what I believe? Well, it's this door. It's this, this supernatural opportunity. Well, you know, uh, God's always on, but there's these ad. Okay, keep going. And so there's these adversaries, and they're not always big, slimy devils that come out like, like Alien and Predator, you know, and, and, you know, ah. You know, a lot of times they're just things in our own heart and our own memories that we just say, I don't feel too bold today. But when the door's there, you've got to feel bold. You've got to be bold. You've got to be on it all the time. When the door opens, when someone needs Jesus, you can't say, you know, I really feel like going and drinking a strawberry milkshake right now. It's just not the time for milkshakes. It's a time to load up and put the word through the door. So we've got to be ready all the time. Supernatural opportunities. A million dollars will pass from someone else into your life through a supernatural window, a door, an opportunity. Sure, you can bust your you-know-what, you know, and work on it and get it here a little bit and here there a little bit, and that's all in the scheme of things. But, hey, I'm a tither and a seed sower. And so just busting it week in and week out is not what I signed up for with my giving. I got that, but, I mean, I'm in for more. I'm, I'm looking for a door all the time. I'm looking for the door. I'm looking all the time. I am looking for the door. Is this the door? No. Sometimes you find a door. I'll tell you, friend day was a door. I talked to my friend, Pastor Eddie, and he was talking about something else, and he just mentioned something about friend day. And I've had a friend day. Back in West Texas, we had friend day. And I can tell you, we, didn't, we weren't ready for it. And it, it was one of them things that you go, boy, I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> we never said that. We never said that. Do you remember? We, we never said that. It wasn't like it was terrible, but it just didn't do anything. And uh, 
So he said that. But see, and I'm tuned in. I got my antenna up for an opportunity. Listen, I'll wear flip-flops and Bermudas in here with a T-shirt. If, if, if it's what makes it happen, I'm on it. But that door hasn't opened. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because I can barely bear to see it, and I know it would hurt you. Hallelujah. I look in the mirror and went, oh, Lord, give me strength. Thank you, Jesus. So we're, we're looking for a door, and when he mentioned that, I began to get on it and ask him. And all of a sudden, I had to witness, this is a door. This is a door. This is this, God's, he's opening a door for me here at Word of Life. And we're on it now. We're on it. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians right there, chapter 2, verse 12. Let's move it right along here. It says, furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord. Look at that. Look at that. What does it say? Did you ever see this before? And a door was opened unto me of the Lord. The Lord opened unto him a door. A door was opened unto him by the Lord. Well, if he would open a door to Paul, <laughs> he'll open a door up for me and you. He will. He's got doors. you got to know that. And he can open the doors. And apparently, prayer is one thing that opens doors. Being needy doesn't open them. I've been needy, and the doors didn't, you know, they were double-bolted. You know, those bank vault doors. You've seen those. That's the door that I was looking at. You know, there's nothing to those bank doors if you know what to do. There's nothing to them. If you don't, you have got dynamite stacked up over here and, you know, big equipment over there and, 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 a, and a bulldozer back here. But if you know what to do, you just, you just twist it and turn it and look at it right and click and you're in. That's what I want. A lot of Christians have got a big bunch of dynamite and they're just, they're just they're tired of blasting and so they've just quit praying because they say prayer doesn't work. Well, there's another factor. And I'm not saying this is something we ought to major on, but we ought to put it in our life to say, Lord, as I'm praying for health and wholeness, as I'm praying for fullness and supply, as I'm praying for, for my family, Lord, I'm asking you for a door of opportunity with my family. How marvelous would that be that you've been working on an unsaved person or a, or a rebellious or a cranky or a hard-to-get-along-with family member? Am I talking about mine or yours right now? Hallelujah. And you had a door where things just fell in. And they just said, sure. You know, you should have talked to me about this years ago. <sighs> oh, Lord, help me. Okay, look with me in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Okay, we're getting some stuff here. See, the door's even opening tonight. And we've been studying this for, this is our fourth week. So, you know, we ought to be getting this. 2 Thessalonians 3, finally, brethren, so he's, verse 17 before that says, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. So Paul's been laying the lumber down. He's been telling them, here's what you ought to be doing. Here's the meat and the potatoes of it. Here's the bones of it. And then in verse 1 of chapter 3, he says, finally, brethren, pray for us. He didn't ask for it first, that the word of the Lord may have free course free course, free course. Now, what does that sound like? Sounds like a door of utterance, doesn't it? Because, you know, it's the word of the Lord, so it's, it's a spoken word. Are y'all here? 
It's a spoken word, and he says, pray, pray, pray that the word that's spoken, the word I'm speaking, the word I will speak, will have free course. In other words, it'll be unhindered. It'll be, it'll be unhindered. It'll, it'll, have, it'll have access. It'll do what it's designed to do. The word of God, when it does what it's designed to do, when it's, when it's empowered or enabled, there is no limit. There's no dunamis is the closest word that the Greek talks about, the power of the miracle-working power of the Word of God, dunamis, dynamite, dynamic, just, you know, beyond what you can ask or think. So he said here, pray. What does he say? He says, pray for us that the Word of the Lord, so you've got to have that first, that will have free course and be glorified in Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, hallelujah, verse 7, so you ought to be in prayer meetings. Do you believe, I believe, it's a possibility that you could believe that, that doors would open in prayer meetings that wouldn't be open while you're trying to unscrew the, the jar off of the, you know, the dill pickles or that you would be, you know that prayer meetings, watching Columbo or whatever, prayer meetings would have more hinges for doors than Columbo. You ever got a life-changing idea watching that guy or, or gun smoke or anything else? It could be that that even closes doors. It could be, you know, it just wedges them. It could be, and, you know, we're not here, we're not preaching on the TV or the movies or anything. Hey, we're all free moral agents you got to do what's in your heart to do. But it could be that even if you added to that, coming to a prayer meeting with that had an agenda to look over and see what hadn't been seen. I'll go, well, I thought prayer meetings was to get on God and get him aware of our agenda and our schedule and our needs and our, you know, down here, Lord, we got things that you need to be attending to. That's not the prayer meetings we're having. We, we believe that the Word says that he's already supplied all of our need, that he's already done what has to be done, and nothing else has to be done for us to have what needs to be done done, but that we hadn't seen it yet. We used to say that we just don't know enough yet. It's not that God hasn't done it, because it's done. I said it's finished. On the Lord's side, there is nothing that needs to happen from heaven for you to have a better life. Nothing. Say nothing. I'm nothing. There's nothing that has to happen from heaven's side for you and I. Lord, send the power. He sent the power. He sent the power. The power is here. Well, why aren't we having the power? Well, we don't know enough yet, or we know and we're not bold. Well, how do you get bold? Well, you have to stir yourself up. Well, how are you going to stir yourself up? Well, you're going to have to be in this, or you're going to have to be in this together, or you're going to have to be in some sort of prayer meeting where we're saying, God, we want to know more. We don't know enough, but we want to know more, and we hadn't seen it like it is. Exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think is what he says in Ephesians 3. That's the, he said, that's where I want you living where it's always beyond where you've been. Oh, Lord, you know, today is a, is a new thing, but yesterday was a new thing, and the day before that was a new thing. Nothing that's been habit-forming except the unknown. We're way too habitual as people, way too dependent on memories, experiences, uh, 
testimonies of other people. Well, I tried that stuff, and it didn't work for me. That is, that is dangerous to hear that. I mean, because right there, you've got to get a shovel out of your, in your head and dig that sucker out. You've got to dig it out, and you have to almost impugn the person that said it. You have to say, they are stupid as a rock, you know. They don't know anything, or you have to disassociate with them, or you have to, you know, you just, it just causes you to have to do so many things just to get back where you were. So we have to be careful who we're with on a, on a, in a sense of sharing things and wait until that door is open. So Revelation chapter 3 says in verse 7, verse 6 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. In verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy. So right here we have a word from Jesus. He that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. It's just another example out of the Word where it talks about how the Lord can open things that make life easier. Well, I'm telling you, he's motivated already. The Lord's not waiting for you to get down and pray just right. And, you know, Lord, I won't smoke anymore and I won't drink anymore and I won't, you know, chase the girls that do. He's not waiting for that. He's waiting for us to get down and say, there's more. I know you've got more. I know I don't have the more, but I want the more. That's what he's waiting for. It's, It's humility. It's just a thing where you say, I'm going to church. Because I need more, and I am sure that when I go there, a great and effectual door will open to me. Now, a lot of people come in and say, well, we're going to have church, and nothing's going to happen. I don't already know. Those people are dangerous, but they don't last long. The people that are here even tonight are saying, in a sense, in a sense, subconscious or whatever, I don't want to miss. Something might happen. I, I, I want to be there. You're just a nosy kind of people. Just kind of, you know, want to be there and, and saw it happening with your very own, you know. Well, we ought to be having church like that. We ought to be having church every service where people say, doggone, I had to miss, you know, what happened? That's my intention. Debbie and I are pulling on it in every way we can. And one, that's one reason we pray, because we don't even know what that looks like without praying. So you get into prayer, and you just get in there, and you start praying in the Holy Ghost, and he starts opening doors, pray this. You all know about praying this, that the Lord says there's a door open to pray this. Well, Lord, I I don't know about that. Pray this. The door's open to pray this. Well, Lord, we want to pray over here. That door's not open. Leave it alone. You can't pray that out. There's no unction. There's no anointing to pray that, but there is right There's a river flowing in this. Pray this, and it'll take you where you need to go. It'll show you what you hadn't seen, so you'll have what you hadn't had. Now, this is powerful, y'all. This is strong. Well, what if you didn't come to that meeting? It doesn't matter what they tell you about it. You, you can get a script. You can get the tape. It's, you're not there. You're not there. Oh, the crowd liked to never die down after he said that. He liked to never got it back. Hallelujah. No, I'm serious. These are opportunities. Well, we're going to prayer meeting. We're going to pray for the hungry Chinese people. And we're going to, we're going to pray that, you know, that, that, that the world will get better and that the president will wake up. And we're going to, you know, no. We're going to pray for doors to open that we'll see into that realm. Because once you see it. Now, when revelation, I don't think, can be taught. Now, I may be wrong about that, but I think revelation can't be taught. 
I don't even think wisdom can be taught. Knowledge can be put in, and then when the Holy Ghost comes on that, you see it. You see what can't be taught. It's like, okay, that's information. But revelation is when you plug you in to God's system. You see you doing it. You see it happening. You see the how it could happen. Well, that happens in prayer. You ought to get up. Listen, we ought to, every one of us every day in this group right here, we ought to be praying in the Holy Ghost every day. You claim, you claim, I claim to want more. We claim that he's able to give more. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We claim that he's here for us to have life and have it to the full. Do we need some air conditioning? It's hotter than a bear hug in here. We got, we got an usher that can just go over there and rub on something. Make everybody think you're, you're helping us. Hallelujah. Um, we ought, to, we ought to be, listen, we ought to be doing the right things. This gospel, listen, this gospel, if you'll do it right, won't wear you out. I know some people get wore out chasing the blessings. But this thing by revelation, you don't have to work. So if we're working at our faith, because we, we know in Hebrews 4 it talks about that faith rests. Faith just says, I got it. I got it. When you're on Social Security... You know, you just know. First of the month, I check for this much money's coming in. It's been coming in for 14 years, and it'll be there. It, there's, it just rests. People are not, oh, oh, oh. you know, what's going to happen if the government doesn't send me my check? Now, that day may come, but it, we're not there yet. They just, they're, they're in absolute natural human faith about that check. It'll be here, and it'll be for this much. Are y'all here? Well, y'all, you, you don't relate to the example, but you understand what I'm saying. And payday at your job is the same way. So we ought to get in faith about doors opening. I get up every day saying, something good's going to happen to me today. And I'm not talking about God bending the rules or changing something up. I'm talking about him showing me what he already has done and put in for me that I haven't seen. Could have had it yesterday, if it's not a timing thing. Could have had it yesterday, but i got to see it. Sometimes you got to build a foundation in your life to be able to even handle this stuff. There's things that he can't talk to you and I about because we can't bear it. We can't bear to hear it. We don't have a basis for understanding. So that's why we got to come to church. That's why we got to get in the Word. We got to study so that we can qualify to hear some mysteries. He's not going to talk to you about wealth until you're tithing. It's, you, you go, well, I'm waiting on that word about, you know, God's master plan for my, for my I'm going to be a paymaster. If you're, the word here, revelation to you, is that to bring the tithe into the storehouse. So if you hadn't got that, if you're not working and acting on that, there is no millionaire flow for you right now. It's, there is, but you, that door, this is good, that door is not going to open until you open the door for that kind of understanding. You, you're not faithful? Well, I go to church when I can, and I come when I can and do what I can. You know. Well, it's going to take a lot of whatever to get to church all the time. And to get here with a good attitude. <laughs> you know, we had some visitors one time that came, and uh, they came in late, you know, and it's just, they were both frustrated, you know. And uh, 
the Lord just blessed them during the service and just, you know, it just helped them so much. And he told me later, he said, you know, we fought the whole way. to It's just 12 miles to church. We fought the whole way to church. We had a drag out, you know. Well, you can just see that, that you know, you got to get past a lot of stuff to come to church with a good attitude. To come in and say, Lord, there's a door here for me. I'm not here in vain. I'm not wasting and spending my wheels here. I'm here to get something. And I'm telling you, listen, he will do it. I have never been to church when I was in faith, and I'm always in faith. I'm almost always in church, in faith, hallelujah, that I didn't see something that helped me, that brought increase, that was worth my time. Because none of us are satisfied with the track we're on for itself. We're grateful for it, saying, boy, this is better than it used to be, and I'm grateful. Glory to God, this is good. But none of us are saying good enough, exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So you never get there. You never arrive and say, you know, I got $100,000, and that's, that ought to be enough. The president, you know, he said, rich people have enough. You know, they, they have enough. They ought to be satisfied with what they got. That's just not how it works. We, we, are a, we, are a, we have an addictive nature in us for the good, and sometimes it gets perverted and polluted, but we have an addictive nature in us to keep on going and to increase and to rise up. That nature, like I said, sometimes it goes off and we, we put people in jail for, for misusing the addictive nature in us. But we were made to go on. Amen. Well, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just stir ourselves up for a few minutes. Let's just, um, it says in Ephesians 6.18, it says, uh, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. And he said, praying always with all prayer. There's a lot of kinds of prayer. Prayer of agreement, the prayer of faith, the prayer of supplication, the intercessory prayer. Lots of different kinds of prayers, different rules for those. But, and then he said, and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance would be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly. Now listen, y'all. Let me just tell y'all. I may get in trouble for this, but you ought to be bold in stuff that doesn't matter so that you can answer life. When you pick up the phone, you ought to be bold. You ought to just not say, well, you know, my mother mouth. You ought to, you ought to have something to say. When the waitress comes up to you and say, well, how are y'all today? I blow them out of the water. <laughs> Tell me I don't. I blow them out of the water. I give them something to talk about. And then we'll just see where it goes from there. Well, you go, you know, don't make a scene, you know, Dad, or whatever. But you have to be on. You have to be on so that when the door opens that you must have, that, that really matters, that really is essential to your life, you can't just turn it on and off, on and off and on and off. You've got to be on all the time so that when that door opens, you are already there. You are you're walking through it looking for another door. So you got to be on. Hello? This is Michael Billings. Debbie says I talk too loud. But you know, I'm, I'm going to, and I'm, you have to adapt this. And I'm not telling you to do what I do, but I'm just saying that's how it looks on me. Is be bold where it doesn't matter so that when the door opens, you'll be ready for when it matters. 
So let's pray. Let's pray tonight. You, you, let's stir ourselves up in the Holy Ghost. We got just a few minutes here. Come on now. Let's let's get ourselves going here. Be bold right now. Even in this, we are spirit-filled people. We are spirit-filled, baptized people with fire and spirit. Guda vahandai, nena vrahene, munjiala vrugalita bojadai. Bold toward heaven. Doors. Doors. Doors opening. Doors opening. Doors opening wide. Effectual doors, doors, doors of utterance. Come on, let, let's press for just a few more minutes. Frokalava, <laughs> Doors, Lord, doors, doors to the other side, doors of increase. Ugalavahasi, doors to break up, to break up. To break up the trouble. To tear down the walls. In marriages, to break down, break doors, Lord God, to enter in that our marriages, our marriages, our marriages are strong, strong. Lord, the Holy Tide. Opens doors, opens windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Well, amen. 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 Now we pushed, we pushed against the door. We pushed, we pushed. He bahaso Vanamando Zephahandioso, Vred Bahanso, Hodobagise, Levredubiaso Nena Manandabu, Frangala Bahasi. And in this day, saith the Lord, though the way seem troubled and the road seem long, saith God in this day, the door, the shortcut door, I'm opening to you. Ways around the trouble, ways over the challenge, ways through, saith God. I'm going to translate you through the trouble to the other side. And you'll not, you'll not, you'll not have that which others have. Because you see and you know. So saith the Lord, begin, begin, start up now to know the agenda for your life. 
Know the days ahead before the days ahead. Begin to pray out, begin to say out, begin to lay out that which I will show you. And surely when that day comes, you will have already met it and already dominated it and already squeezed out the blessing and the profit of it, saith God. For there is vast wealth, there is ample supply laid up for you. The wicked have some, the sinner has some more. Just business in itself is looking for you. Lay up, saith God, for that which is yours, that which I have given to you, see it, see it, see it. And do not, do not let sin, do not let sickness, do not let financial troubles keep you from praying out the door that surely is at hand. For it is a quick step, it is an easy step, it is a, it is a fast step, saith the Lord, from where you are to the place that I have ordained you. It is a step of faith. And saith God, will you not go there? Will you not receive my invitation and go there in this day? Oh, saith the Lord, I have wooed you and drawn you by every good thing in my life. I have drawn you as a mother draws their children, and I have brought you up to nestle and to, and to, to, and to be uh, uh, wooed in my arms. But saith God, it is time now for you, even you, to, to take opportunity and go to the place that you have been assigned. For it is a blessed place. It is a full place. It is an overwhelmingly good place, saith God. And I want you to be there all for the end, saith the Lord, all for the end. Be there, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Praise God. Whew, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody in here going to be praying for doors? You got your, you got your faith on a door. Hallelujah. Not to miss it. Not to let your life be wasted. It's the worst thing that could happen, as far as I'm concerned, is to waste a life. Heaven is so far, it's so long, it's like, do your partying then. Do your playing then. But don't waste it now. There's an assignment on our lives now. Do what's at hand to do now, and don't miss it. Let's stand up. Praise God.